Having a global footprint is essential to being a leader in healthcare in this country. OHSU Global gives faculty and students the chance to learn globally for a new perspective on working locally. It's Tuesday, January 9th, and this is OHSU Week. I'm Patrick Holmes. This week, I spoke with David Robinson, Executive Vice Provost of OHSU, and Justin Denny, Director of OHSU Global Southeast Asia, to discuss the program. To start, Justin, why don't you introduce yourself and your role at OHSU? Sure, with pleasure. Uh, thank you, Patrick. Uh, my role is, is Director of OHSU Global in Southeast Asia, where I help uh, lead the programming for uh, 15 projects based out of Bangkok for Southeast Asia. What was the path you took to end up in this role here? Uh, well, I sort of attribute uh, some of the experiences I had as a child uh, growing up uh, overseas. I was raised abroad. My father was in the Foreign Service and then had the good fortune to train at OHSU in family medicine and in preventive medicine. And we have a, a very uh, top-ranked program in family medicine as well as in, in po- population health and, and preventive medicine. And those experiences, I think, are, are uh, were tremendous for me to sort of get a chance to not only practice medicine but also learn about population health. And that was uh, something which led to some ro- uh, roles in in rural Oregon in public health and then eventually to work uh, in surveillance across Europe uh, for enteric diseases. Uh, and that led to some work in Southeast Asia with uh, the World Health Organization where I helped to capacity build and train the first epidemiologists in the country. And so I think altogether, thanks to my training at OHSU, I was able to parlay local, national, and international uh, experiences uh, together uh, to where I was sort of very excited to, to lead efforts to create these uh, experiences for others, other learners, other faculty, other staff at OHSU. And so that's uh, that's what led, I think, to being considered for this position. And uh, it's the dream job for me. I haven't uh, felt like I've worked a day in my life since I had this job, but it's a chance to connect uh, the learners at OHSU and the faculty with, uh, with good colleagues across Southeast Asia. David, thank you for joining us as well. What is your role at OHSU and specifically uh, with OHSU Global? Um, well, I'm actually the executive vice provost of OHSU. I have an awful lot of kind of scope to my job, but as it relates to OHSU Global, my real position is the administrative oversight, um, financial oversight of the um, the programs that Justin and others are engaged in. Um, Dr. Robertson, the president, really oversees the programmatic direction, the strategic direction. I just kind of help Justin manage the dotting the I's and crossing the T's and along essentially the administration of the program. Could you could one of you kind of give a history of how OHSU Global came to be? Maybe I can take a stab at that. I've been here longer than Justin has. Um, so I think it's around 2006, um, as a result of kind of growing international discussions at OHSU, um, the, um, I think it was called the Global Health Alliance, which actually was a student-run organization at OHSU, um, organized an international conference that was a massive success and really led to a proposal uh, from the student body to the then president, Dr. Kohler, and provost at the time, Leslie Halleck, about the creation of a global initiative at OHSU. And um, um, what uh, Dr. Kohler and Dr. Halleck did was launch a task force to actually look um, at, um, to develop a proposal for an interdisciplinary global health center at OHSU that really focuses on advocacy, research, education around world health issues. And so in 2007, 
usually these things take a little bit of time to um, to get going. Uh, in 2007, Dr. Robertson for, formally launched the what was then called the Global Health Center in 2007, as I said. And that kind of kept going for quite a while. There was a lot of program associated with that. But as these things do, they generally evolve. And in 2014, OHSU Global um, was created. And OHSU Global is really created to merge the activities of the Global Health Center and the uh, increasing amount of activities we're doing under Justin's program in Global Southeast Asia. Um, and so really, OHSU Global's existed um, in its current form since 2014, but our kind of global activities have existed um, more formally since about um, 2007. And uh, Justin, could you talk about OHSU Global um, Southeast Asia? You know, what's the what's the program that you've been managing? Absolutely, I'm delighted to. And, and again, I would just uh, add to what David said that there's been some really good experiences that, that have been. Uh, made available to our students and our faculty and researchers for many years uh, out of the Global Health Center uh, with some really uh, exciting opportunities across the world that were uh, occurring. And I think our effort in Southeast Asia was to sort of parlay uh, sort of a sort of sustainable focus and epicenter of work that we could build on and share the administrative support for to grow uh, an, a, a, grow a presence um, and bring OHSU into the, into the, uh, into this, uh, on, onto the stage, so to speak. And that is to sort of take our mission and, and spread it abroad, which is to uh, to become uh, where we can actually pursue uh, our, our teaching, discovery, and uh, and innovation. And I think this is what uh, we were hoping to to do by having uh, having sort of a commitment to one place. We could actually start to grow our, our work and start to be uh, to see it and make a difference in the communities we worked in. So the ones that I oversee now have, were started off. Uh, with two partners, one public and one private. Uh, these are partners that I had come to know from working with WHO in the region. And uh, they brought funding with them to sort of start us off to have some resources to get going. And they brought uh, opportunities for multiple uh, faculties, multiple schools, and multiple learners in the region. And uh, this was exactly what we wanted to do. We wanted to create new opportunities that were paid for, that uh, were there for our students, for our faculty, and for our researchers. And they really provided opportunities that we couldn't get in Oregon, uh, that were in different kinds of diseases, with ki different kinds of diseases, and to see different cultures and to immerse themselves in, in places where they couldn't, sort of, uh, they couldn't find these uh, just down the street or across the state. And that's sort of what uh, started our, our programming. We started very small, and we've kind of grown from a few programs to now 15 programs across uh, many, many different areas of, of science and me medicine. What are those two partners that you mentioned? Yes, one is a public partner called Mahidon University, a very large university, one of the largest in Southeast Asia and oldest. It has two medical schools, a nursing school of nursing, a school of pharmacy, dentistry, public health. It's a very large and impressive institution that actually has trained many of the neighboring countries' leaders uh, for free as part of a goodwill between countries. And that's what our public partner, they provide care for free or very low cost across the region. And then a private partner, which is made up of 45 private hospitals across Southeast Asia, which has an excellent reputation for quality, but also works closely with the public sector to uh, sort of innovate and to try new approaches to healthcare and improve the quality of care for the region. So they bring uh, demand for our some of our expertise, they bring funding and they bring access, access to governments, access to stability and to the public sector as well. So we've been very lucky to find both because they work well together and uh, we've been very lucky to have both work with us as a sort of a three-legged stool. And the private partner is BDMS, Bangkok Dusit Medical Services, right? Yes, thank you yeah. for saying that. Bangkok yeah. Dusit Medical Services, yeah. 
how do our partnerships there in Southeast Asia help support our mission of improving the health and well-being of Oregonians? That's a great question. Well, first of all, uh, we have two goals in Vision 2020, which many of us remember. It's been some, some years now. The first goal is to be a great organization diverse in people and ideas. Uh, which is to expand OHSU's global impact. That's actually embedded in our first goal for OHSU. And the second goal is to develop and retain a, a faculty that collaborates to drive excellence innovation across OHSU and to encourage faculty development in local and global partnerships, which advance OHSU's opportunities, drive innovation, and increase resources. And that's exactly what we do with our work. We very much have engaged faculty first to develop, to engage with local and global partners, uh, and these have advanced opportunities for us, uh, which we never thought we could uh, pursue uh, without these partners. But there's more to it than that. There's actually some very clear reasons why we work globally. And one is to re- to help recruit top faculty. This is a, a very high demand to, to come to a place that has global opportunities because of research interests, uh, partnerships abroad, chances to learn from new, new approaches abroad. Uh, we can also recruit uh, residents and students that we could not recruit before. So the best of the best will come to OHSU and then practice in Oregon afterwards. Uh, we can retain this talent. Many folks will stay at OHSU if they have a, pro- a program or project overseas, which they are excited about, and it keeps them engaged in, in what they're doing here and it expands their network of, fr- of colleagues and friends around the world. Uh, we can innovate and do research we could never do bef- uh, in just Oregon alone. Cancers of the, uh, of the liver, gallbladder, other parts of the body we wouldn't see in, in a Western society. Uh, we, can, we, can do, uh, we can perform tests with, uh, with our partners abroad. We can try innovative vaccines against those and learn new approaches to, to diseases we rarely see, including HIV and TB and other infectious diseases, which are now coming to Oregon. Uh, we can improve patient care. They have different approaches to hospitality and to how they make patients feel comfortable and at peace in a relaxed uh, way and sort of the way they, uh, where they uh, ask questions and, and approach disease uh, processes. We learn different approaches to our patient care to, to where we become better practitioners to our Oregonian uh, patients here. And then, of course, uh, we, we have found from our students who go abroad, they come back with an increased commitment to rural care in Oregon. And that's something we'd like to study uh, more over time. But we've seen uh, our nursing students come back and say, I want to really work in community-based nursing because of the remarkable role the Thai nursing, nurses have in their communities, the stature they have, the respect they, they can uh, command from working there. Uh, I really think this is fantastic. And I'm now much more committed to my work in underprivileged communities and across uh, uh, some, some communities in Oregon. So we've been very pleased with what our early res- uh, results have been from the sending faculty and students abroad. But those are the key reasons why we think working and having a global footprint is essential if you want to be a leader in, in uh, healthcare in this country. What is OHSU's philosophy for global health work? Uh, you know, what makes a good program? Well, I have a few thoughts on that. My, my personal belief, and I think from working with WHO for many years, is that we have to be thinking more in a, mutual, in a mutualistic or a bilateral way. This shouldn't just be what's good for me as the visitor, but really what's good for, for everyone involved. And so it has to be very, you know, mutualism and bilateralism are essential. Uh, and how do we work together? I think the old days sort of model of I'll come in, help you, and I'll leave uh, can be detrimental. It can actually hurt a community that depends upon outside forces to help them along. So our first and primary philosophy for all that we do is about capacity building. If we're not going to leave a place better off than than not, than not being there, we shouldn't be there in the first place, which sounds sort of obvious and evident, but I can tell you there's so many programs that really come, do things, and leave. And that, that rarely works unless you're doing a corrective surgery uh, or something which can actually significantly improve the health of someone for a long period of time. It's dangerous to come in and, and provide care and leave without thinking about the future. 
the next one is interprofessionalism, as David mentioned. I think uh, we are uh, working together as teams is essential, I think, in today's day and age. We cannot look at healthcare as anything other than a team sport. I think nursing, phys- physicians, pharmacists, rounding together, working together. So I think a, a global pr- uh, footprint should have an interprofessional component to how uh, dis- different disciplines actually work well together. Uh, we have to choose priorities which are good for local countries, not just what's good for us, but what's good for them. So everything we do is based upon what they need first and what they want first, and we make sure we have the expertise to give it. Uh, and the next thing I would say is a commitment for long term. You can't just be there for a year. I think two years, you've got to be in a place and show that you're there for more than just a short period of time. Even a, a great idea for a short period of time won't go very far because it just needs to have the, the staying power to sort of see it through to, its, uh, to, its imp- to making a difference in the community. And the last thing I think is you need to have funding. You need to have some sort of uh, ability to pay for what you're doing. So we've been looking at public-private partnerships, which actually helps us to, uh, to to get these initiatives going. This is why we lean upon our private partners too. We're not a university with a very large endowment for global health, and so we've had to sort of be creative with our funding models. And this is how we've been able to sort of make sure that we can commit to a place for uh, a period of time so that we're actually making a difference and can measure that difference, uh, not just over a year, but several years. David, what would you say to a faculty member wanting to start a project in another country? I think the first thing I would do is advise them to visit the um, OHSU Global website. There's an awful lot of rich information about things that need to be considered when planning or thinking about a um, um, launching a project or initiative in a foreign country. Uh, so that's the first thing I would um, encourage them to do. And then once they've actually looked at the website, I would then encourage them to come to speak to myself or Justin, um, just you know, because of the experience we've had launching some programs, especially Justin um, in Southeast Asia, and kind of get a feeling for what they're trying to achieve and then explain some of the barriers and some of the paperwork they're going to have to um, go through the bureaucracy that um, is always going to get in the way. But, you know, we can help people navigate as, as easily as possible that bureaucracy. Um, from an administrative point of view, you know, we're um, kind of making sure that obviously OHSU um, remains compliant with federal regulations. Um, and the federal regulation side of things, uh, we're very concerned about um, a set of laws related to export controls. I won't go into that because it's very complicated, but we do have an export control officer who is hired to help people um, navigate those regulations. Um, people who do OHSU business outside of OHSU's facilities need something called an off-campus authorization in order to get permission to work, um, whether it's outside of um, OHSU within Oregon or within the United States or even in international countries. We also require all um, faculty, students and staff traveling internationally on OHSU business to register on our um, international travel website, a link of which can also be found um, off the um, OHSU global website. So, you know, there's a lot of I's to dot, T's to cross. Um, The first good starting point for anyone who's thinking about doing this again is the website and then then follow up with questions to Justin or myself. And if I could just add that I think uh, while I'm sort of very much focused on Southeast Asia, we do have some remarkably talented faculty working across the world. And in spite of some of these programs, unfortunately, having travel advisories, when those are lifted, we would love to see these programs grow and uh, to, 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 to attract funding. And these include programs that are, are, are conducting innovative pro- approaches to family planning in Colombia. Uh, we have uh, opportunity for residents in internal medicine uh, on HIV and TB experiences in Botswana. We have uh, tremendous in- 
uh, tremendously talented faculty member leading uh, teams to do fistula repair in Ethiopia. Uh, we have pediatric surgical uh, approaches in East South Africa. These are, these are faculty that have spent a large portion of their careers in these parts of the world, and we'd like to see these programs succeed and to do whatever we can to help them succeed. And I think that the, uh, some of the challenges are around stable, stable funding and uh, getting these travel advisories, if they have them, to be lifted so we can send our faculty and students there. But these are programs we work with as well, and we try and encourage and work with closely to help uh, provide opportunities for other, other students, uh, other students from, other, um, from all schools to get involved with and to look to once those uh, conditions are, are right. And I would just follow up by saying, um, just to mention travel advisories, um, obviously whether you're at OHSU within the United States or internationally, um, OHSU's primary concern is the safety and security of its faculty, students and staff when they're traveling. And um, we have a policy at OHSU which essentially says if the U.S. State Department has issued a, a travel warning to a particular part of the world, then OHSU will not allow its faculty, students and staff to do business in that country. And so um, we really do track uh, where the travel warnings are. And that's one of the things we would be um, you know, asking people when they first came to um, suggest a, um, a project in a foreign country. I think we all feel that sort of uh, concern as well. It's a very dynamic place, the world, and things change, and our Southeast Asian programming is, of course, vulnerable to this as well. But I think working together, creating stable opportunities, developing faculty opportunities and students is just sort of our goal here, and to create OHSU uh, as an international player is sort of our primary goal here, to, to, to advance our mission abroad. And uh, we thank you for this chance to, to talk about our programming and to talk about our values and what we're trying to do in this, in this uh, exciting time for OHSU. Where do you see OHSU Global five and 10 years from now? I think in the next five years, uh, because of the investments we've put into the, to the, to the region, I would like to see a couple things happening in the, in the next year or two, seeing sort of a, an effort to really pr produce an interprofessional opportunity for our a course for our students from all schools. Uh, I'd like to see that be successfully launched. Currently, we have nursing students and medical students rotating through Southeast Asia in our, with our partner, with our uh, faculty member there. But to have other schools too, dentistry, pharmacy, uh, and uh, public health to, to come as, along as well to sort of experience what we have put together there. That's one thing I'd like to see happen. Uh, the next is, is our professionals training in global health. We'd like to see this develop opportunities for those who take this course to actually apply some learning they have at OHSU in this course to actually get a chance to go overseas and apply that in one of our sites in Southeast Asia. In the longer term, I think that uh, we'd like to attract additional research funding. We have some early success there with attracting some research dollars, but we'd like those to grow so that we can actually look at, uh, at the development of vaccines uh, against uh, Zika virus, against uh, dengue fever, HIV, TB, the opportunities there we think are enormous and we'd like to work with our partners at Mahidon University to develop new vaccines or opportunities to address these, these viruses. Um, and then I'd like to see, if possible, uh, in the longer term, 10 years, uh, that we start to reduce th uh, things like uh, that are so important are blindness in Myanmar. This is where we work with the Casey in Myanmar to help train uh, uh, surgeons in cataract surgery and more advanced, uh, uh, more complicated conditions of the eye that we can help them sort of address com uh, uh, successfully. And so we can reduce the rates of blindness in Myanmar where they're the highest in the world. So in 10 years, I'd like to see us having an impact on these sorts of issues. In Laos, we are training the first group of dietitians in the country. There were zero in the country before OHSU set foot in the country. And now we have 12, soon to be 18 graduates who will actually be positioned across the country to screen children and young mothers for malnutrition and treat them before they deliver. And that will do wonders with refeeding and helping these children have healthy lives. If we can reduce the burden of malnutrition significantly in 10 years, that would be a successful global health program. 
and then I would like to see new approaches to, uh, to other sorts of uh, conditions like uh, thalassemia and different approaches like uh, cardiomyopathy from germline therapy. If we can look at innovative approaches to that uh, with some of our work at OHSU, if we can contribute our science to the ability to, to uh, eliminate these diseases in the world, that would be a tremendous success story for OHSU. And then finally, I would say in 10 years, if we can have uh, be, be mentioned in the same breath as programs like Harvard or Johns Hopkins or UW, I think OHSU is that kind of place. And I think that we should be mentioned with names like that once we've made a difference as we are talking about around the world. I think we will become uh, international players. We'll recruit the best of the best uh, to Oregon. You'll see the quality of healthcare improve in Oregon because we're, we're attracting the best minds to to get experiences here through our program. And I think OHSU should be uh, in, the, in the mix with those kinds of institutions for the work we're doing in global health. All right. Well, Justin and David, thank you for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you very much. Pleasure to be here. OHSU Week is a production of Strategic Communications. This episode was edited by Josh Anderson and produced by Becky Mossman and myself. I'm Patrick Holmes. See you next week.